Thank you. Thank you. And Danny and Chalita, thank both of you for being here. I remember when we got the word at the end of December that this, we were being called to speak, to share together in a teleprayer. I actually didn't bring you on board until a little bit later, but it was really clear to me from the start that you two were on the list. And so much has happened. I know in my life, I'm living somewhere else. My house is for sale. My husband's living in assisted living. Just since I was asked to do this. And each of you has had transformational experiences. So I'll just open with one simple prayer and... And then we will share. Beloved Creator, Divine Mother, we join together as one with you. Ground us in your abiding stillness. As we stand in the light of your love, we feel that love come alive in us. Open us fully to your transforming presence. Open our eyes, our ears, our hearts. May your brilliant love light search us out and release all hidden fears. Thank you for allowing your love to seep in and soak into the inner recesses of our being. So just in a couple of sentences, Chalita, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing really well. Thank you. I'm, I'm really honored to be here this evening with both of you. Wonderful. We're happy you're here. Danny, uh, how are I'm, you tonight? I'm vibrating with joy. I am just really grateful that I can be a part of this and contribute. Wonderful. You are so ready. Thank you for being here. So Catherine read the quote that is really the, from, from Jesus' calling that gave us the theme, marvel at the beauty of a life intertwined with my presence. Rejoice as we journey together in intimate communion. And that was from Jesus' calling on December 30th. So I'd love for you to share with us how that verse, how that line touched your heart and what's happened in your life that made it come alive for you. Tulita, would you like to start? Yes, I'd love to. It came alive really strongly since you invited us to share on this topic, but even more strongly, yesterday morning, I was having coffee with Mary Snell and Madeline Rogers, and we are just sharing about FSD class and the CLM student program and catching up and in this divine communion, Nicole Withrow happens to walk past with her dog, and we share a moment with her. And then in a flow, Lisa Kay happens to show up, too. She was grabbing something in the morning at the local store, and she sits down with us, and we just start celebrating life. She's sharing about Juanis Casey, and we're talking about our next steps, and it was just a lovely divine flow. You could feel just the light building. We're sharing about our challenges and just what we're looking and how we're looking to grow next in God. And as we're wrapping up and just finishing 
our morning coffee, Mary Snell turns around and, and she sees a gentleman sitting in the table next to us. And for those of you that live in the Bay Area, it was a really hot day yesterday. And he's just baking in the sun, this older gentleman, and he has a cane and you can tell he's in pain because he has like a back brace on as well. And so Mary says to us, just, just wait a second, I want to go help him. And immediately Lisa and Madeline and I start to clear our table and to set up the table so he can have some shade. And as I turn, you know, I overhear him saying to Mary, he just looks up at her and he says, are you an angel? And, you know, the three of us, yeah, the three of us just help them up and we, we lead them back to the table we had cleaned and just prepared for him so he could sit more comfortably in the shade. And he grabs my hand and he just looks at us and he says, you know, wow, you, you must be a team of angels. And he says, and he's, he's cheering up and he says to us, thank you for sharing your heart so openly and publicly. And we were, you know, you could feel that divine communion in the four of us as we're just, we're just having a moment. And so that's just a really lovely and blessed interaction that we had when you talk about marveling at the beauty of a life intertwined with my presence, rejoice as we journey together in intimate communion, this ministry our fellow students and monks and ordained and people who are on this call, we, we really have a beautiful opportunity to be those lights in the world together, apart, but especially when we are gathered together, whether it's in person or on these calls, it's always, it's always a blessing. So that, was, that just happened yesterday morning as I was contemplating, wow. oh, what, what do I want to share? And it was like a little mini retreat. It was, it was beautiful. And, and I saw as you were talking that you were weaving together, each of you, you added to each other so that the presence was expanded as you were there. And the man saw it and he felt it and he experienced it. That's a beautiful he example. Did. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah. And sometimes it's not easy like that. <laughs> like that was such a grace that was given. But really... Barbara Rose, when you had introduced this topic a couple months ago, I had a new patient that showed up in my clinic. And work tends to be a really easy place for me to be more of myself and to bring through my light. And a couple months ago, a new patient showed up and she was 20 minutes late and she was making all sorts of noise because the clinic is a pretty quiet place. And so that was disruptive. And when she came in for the treatment into the private room, she was spilling her drink and continuing to talk. And it started to be a really challenging space for me to hold. And I found myself, you know, not feeling like I was in communion with the sacred, but, <laughs> but angry, angry and irritated. And she lies down on the table and as the treatment goes on, she tells me that I'm inserting the needles inappropriately. I'm choosing the wrong points and that it hurts. And I'm not happy. I'm feeling like even more irritated because now I'm late to see other patients. And I find myself bracing, not with an open heart, but really like 
uncomfortable and I finally tell myself, well, this will just be a one and done. This is the first appointment and it will be the last appointment because we're both obviously not happy here. And after the treatment, as I'm checking her out, she asks me to book her in two more times in that next week. (laughs) And I'm just (laughs) confused, still irritated, and not knowing what's going on here. And over those next few appointments, she still shows up late. She's dropping like 10 pounds of keys on the front bench and making all sorts of noise and spilling her drink and telling me that I'm doing it wrong and it hurts. She's moving the pillow from the top of the bed to the bottom of the bed and asking for more blankets and less blankets. I mean, it just, it's like a sitcom. It goes on and on. And I'm thinking and fantasizing about how to fire her. Like, I can't continue to have this kind of relationship. It's really disruptive. So much so that when she tries to book the next appointment and I have my computer up, I lied to her and say that I'm already booked, like I'm blocking off my schedule <laughs> as, she, as she's wanting to schedule something yeah. else. And somehow she's able to book a couple more appointments. And this goes on for maybe two or three more weeks like this, this dance that we're doing. Bobby mm-hmm. calls it where we're just like massaging each other. Until all of a sudden... I don't know what happened. You mentioned a line that I will share, but something changed. Eventually, I kind of fell in love with her, and I I really, I wasn't praying for it. I wasn't praying for her. I just, something totally shifted, and I remember seeing her more clearly. And Barbara Rose, you had mentioned this prayer, this line, bless them, change me, and... Yes, I suppose that's what happened. And it still is a little confusing to me, but it, it happened. Something shifted. It wasn't as easy as having coffee with Madeline and Mary and Lisa, but um, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got worked by this topic. I got worked. It, it was astonishing and funny and also humbling, really humbling. Yeah, well, I remember And then the she first started showing that- up. She did. But the first time we met, one of, your on intentions, yeah. one of your intentions was setting my relationships right. Do you remember saying yes. that? I had that <laughs> in my notes. So you're, you, you, you really worked at it. You were worked on, too. I it was wasn't worked. just from you. I was worked. And then she started showing up on time. And then things were aflow, in flow. And it started to um, heal my heart, my perception. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing, for being so open, transparent. I can feel the work of the divine in you. I can sense you living in communion with the sacred, being, in a, being aware. Thank you. Thank you. Danny, how has it been for you? (laughs) It's a wild ride with God. (laughs) Never Mm -hmm. a dull moment. This was definitely... You've had a pretty big summer. Uh, Yeah, it's a pretty big year. Mm -hmm. Pretty big year. This this is 
this talk we're having here is just lined up right near hopefully the finish line, but who knows what he has planned next for me. But it's something that started at the beginning of the year and has been a journey of a lot of different lessons to get here today. And God just has such a, just a really beautiful way how he can take us places when he wants to teach us something that it's not just a simple answer. It's, it's something that we have to experience sometimes over and over, just like mm-hmm. Chalita's story. Chalita's story was amazing. I mean, that's exactly how it is. We, we can come up with a situation that we don't like or is uncomfortable and it keeps coming. And even if we try to rebook it or fire them and get away from it, somehow that lesson just keeps showing until, until we break or until we adjust or we open our eyes. And that is when the lesson comes through. And fortunately or unfortunately, I tend to be pretty stubborn. So sometimes these lessons go on for quite some time because I don't give up. And it takes a while to break through. And like I said, God had a really strong lesson for me this year and and how this all lined up and, and being asked to do this call uh, makes a lot of sense. And this year had uh, ups and downs and it's it's led me everywhere. And when when you guys asked me to do this call and I read the theme, I, I, I literally laughed out loud with joy, just the ridiculous of the theme lined up right with my theme and, and being Perfect. asked to always be praying without ceasing, to just be constant communication with God. And, and that was, when, when you're doing that, there is not room for your own wants and desires because you're connected with him and you're following his path and you're staying in communion with him. And now you're led where he wants to take you. And that can open up a lot of doors and really broaden the perspective. But this really started at the beginning of the year for me where I was, I was facing a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress. I was overthinking. And what was really happening was that I'm very, a lot of my lessons come through my business. I, I do work a lot. And so a lot of lessons God uses my business to teach me with what that is. And I was dealing with control. I was leaning into the future. I was trying to plan ahead. I'm in sales. And so I wasn't present. I was constantly in the future, planning, thinking, thinking that it was all on me. I really had this perception that my, my abundance was coming from my choices and that that pressure relied on me. And it just wasn't working. And I, did, I couldn't quite seem to get the hint. And the first person that God sent me was, maybe some of you know Malcolm. He works at The Process. And yeah. I, did, I did four sessions with him. He's very fast and to the point. And he, what he brought to my attention was that I was in fear. I was, it wasn't just anxiety or just overwhelm from work, but I was, I was in fear of the future. And I was trying to control everything. And what really brought to my attention was he invited me and called me out to be present, to completely let go of all the thoughts in the future. What am I going to do tomorrow did not matter. What mattered was where I was, where I was right now. And that was talking with God. Hey, completely in communication with him, being led by him. 
And for me, that was hard because I had to let go that I was in control. And I had to start accepting immediately that God was in control, that I did not have control. It was to completely surrender in the moment. And with his lessons that Malcolm gave me, I started practicing and started opening my eyes and seeing how I had been straying with my own thoughts and realizing that if I could just be at peace with the moment, and I realized that I was scared, and it was a matter of feeling safe with God. And the only time I felt safe was when I was talking with him. And so my new habit that I started developing was trying to practice, you know, I would set my alarm for every 20 minutes and uh, throughout the day. Even if I was talking with a customer, the alarm would go off and I'd hit snooze and turn it off. But that meant to me in my mind, even if I was talking to somebody, that I'd reconnect, re-pray to God, Mm -hmm. recenter, realize that I'm not in control because my habit was always to divert into control. And then God started showing me gave me evidence, gave me events where I would worry and freak out something bad was going to happen, and then the result would be something that was fine. And those were moments of of joy when I realized that. I mean, I remember my truck started, I I drive a truck, and my truck started overheating, and someone said, oh, it's overheating, and I started to panic, and I was really worried that my truck was going to break down, which means I wouldn't be able to make an income. And I panicked and I reacted and I thought I was in control and I ordered parts overnight and got everything ready. And, and it actually turned out the next day my mechanic looks at it and he says, actually, everything's fine. There's nothing wrong. Your truck just had a hiccup. <laughs> and, and, and so it was just evidence in my face of, do I want to lead or do yeah. I want to just trust that it's going to work out? And, and I love how mm-hmm. he can bring these scenarios in for us to learn. And, and you're listening. You're listening, Danny. And listening, being aware of it and going, wow, okay, really taking that in, that mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's not on me. And he, he, had, he sent me through quite a few different series of events where I had that same reaction. I, it kind of like Chalita, I, I repeated the process several times and, and freaking out and then only to realize everything was actually fine. And, and it was like, hey, do you want to keep doing this? Or do you want to just be present and trust? It was a matter of me feeling safe to let go and to let God. And practicing this led me to my next next event from God and being taught. And this came by message from my mentor and teacher, Francois. And it started with a whisper of, hey, Danny, you heard about the Vipassana? I didn't, couldn't even pronounce at the time or know what that was. And mm-hmm. the more I started having these interactions, it got louder of like, hey, Danny, for the Vipassana, that's, that's the solution. And come to find out that Vipassana is something that has been around for 2,500 years. It's the core teachings from Buddha. And there are centers across the world where it is taught. And the teaching goes, you go there, and it's a 10-day silent retreat. No phones, no talking. It's completely just you. And you get up at 4 in the morning, and you meditate a total of 10 hours a day for 10 days straight. And you're taught the practice of finding out that just being neutral with everything, completely knowing the flow of everything. And the commitment for me to let go 
and making the commitment to go to this was was terrifying because I had not been away from my business for more than a couple hours, let alone ten days. <laughs> it was a big wow. call. It was it was a demand of surrender. It was the climax of from what God was asking me. It was to completely surrender and let go of all control that I thought that I wanted to have and to walk away from everything and give it to him to have and to go do this practice. And um, so I went and it was life-changing. It broke me down. Being stuck with my thoughts in meditation for 10 hours a day you start to realize my thoughts and worries with everything that came up was about the past or the future. And the whole practice was about being present and letting things go and, and being neutral about it, being aware of the sensations in your body, not the reactions of your thoughts, because that's where I was getting carried away. Mm-hmm. It was, our minds were compared to like a wild elephant you know, our minds can wander and go everywhere with thoughts and worries of the future and the past. But we need, as we work, as we work with communing with God, we have to be the trainer. We have to be patient. We have to be with compassion and love and persistence with our mind. And we bring our attention back to being present continuously until more and more we can stay present. And that has really enhanced my ability to prayer pray with God continually throughout the day to be calm and to, to surrender and feel safe. And so I completed the Vipassana and I found a great shift. I realized that what things mattered and what things didn't. And it was kind of like I had to go through all my anxiety through this whole year as evidence because then when God finally brought me to this to teach me, I realized how much I didn't want it anymore and how much I was willing to surrender and to let go. And then I was able to let him in. And it's just brought a new commitment to me. It's, it's changed a lot. It's shifted a lot in my life, and this just happened a few weeks ago, and then now here I'm on the call. So I have nothing put goggly with, with all how this all happened, the timing and how this has played out. Because you're not in charge. You're not in charge. You are going with the flow. And what has right. it been like coming back? How has the reentry been after 10 days of that? The reentry is profound because I've gone right back into the workplace and I have, I noticed that my habit is, hey, why are you not reacting? And I'm so just, something comes up and a problem arises and I just deal with it in the moment. And I'm not worried about what could happen or what would happen. I just look and find the solution. Mm-hmm. And I just know that things are going to come and go. Things will come up and things will go down, but it's all balanced all with God and being so calm it's amazing that I have I have more time and one of the biggest commitments coming back was to commit an hour of meditation in the morning and an hour of meditation at night and I already have a busy schedule and I was like there's no way I can do that um, but you know it's actually supported me more and I'm getting more done every day 
and I'm not wow. frozen. And <laughs> my my prayer is just strengthened tenfold and just with the trust of letting go. And I'm not thinking that far ahead anymore. I'm just what what's happening today, what's happening in the moment. Mm-hmm. Very powerful. Surrender. And I see you right now in your sanctuary, your truck, your big truck is a sacred place for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, I actually call it my God truck. Take most of my uh-huh. calls in this and I... I've put a lot of intention and set a lot of space in it. So, yes, it's a good place to be. Thank you so much, Danny. Delita, do you have any questions for Danny? Danny, I just, I love hearing about your journey too and how everything has lined up. We, we were both worked by this topic in very similar and also very individual, personal ways. Have you noticed that your relationships with others in your life has changed because of this this commitment to trusting versus leading? <laughs> yeah, honestly, the, the biggest mind-blowing shift has been with my wife, Allie. Our, our daily habits and our communication has, <laughs> I know she's laughing right now, They've just done a complete 180 because I came back with a new commitment and a new a new peace of mind. And, you know, we're connected, and she could feel that, and she was ready for it too. And I think one of the biggest things was we used to watch TV at night, and it was a way of detaching. And there was no more of a desire to detach anymore. There was a strong desire that we both had to be present with one another, to sit at the dinner table and have dinner and talk and connect to maybe pick up a book and read some more or, or do some tasks and get some things done around the house. And, and also just how we talk with each other. There's just a, a lot more attention to detail and how we're showing up. When you're not worried about the future so much and you're not worried about the past, you're not in your story, you're not in the drama of everything, and you're present, it's amazing the depth that can happen. That was one of the biggest things from the Vipassana when you're stuck in your thoughts for those many hours, multiple days. I thought I was going to be terrified about my business, worrying about all this stuff, and I didn't. And actually what I was concerned, not what I was concerned about, what I thought about most was the memories and the moments that I had with Allie or the moments I had with this community, the different, basically it realized what mattered and what doesn't matter what has substance mm-hmm. and connection and what is just just busy work. And so mm-hmm. you come back with a, a value of like what really matters, what the juice that you're really seeking to have. And where you put your attention, that's what magnifies. So having yeah, Allie on just... board with you. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I just when when you're not distracted by thoughts, you're not distracted by TV or noise or anything, and you have this desire to just really absorb what's in front of you, what comes through is you got to start in baby steps. But, I mean, I invite anybody to try this, to really, like, can I tune everything out and just 100% give my attention to this person? It's incredible the connection that can be made and the value of, of your loved ones around you because those are the memories that matter. And then that's exactly what 
God's asking us to do with him as we pray and connect every day. And you've always been a good connection with people, Danny. That's a gift. Now, God is with you in a much fuller way. And your presence is so expansive. I can feel it from wherever your truck is to here in my apartment. Thank you so much. You, you, you're just modeling where we all would like to be. And for your age, this is quite remarkable. And thank you for sharing. Thank you. Wow. Oh. The other part, we've been tapping on it a little bit, is it is from... St. Paul. And St. Paul invites us to pray without ceasing. He said, rejoice always. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And to pray without ceasing means to have our minds and hearts focused on the things of God, to be in constant communication with God so that every moment may be as fruitful as possible. And you have both given examples of that already. I would like to just mention one thing that I learned about recently that touched me with that. I, I had never heard of the woman Ananda Mayama, and someone told me that she encourages people to pray something called japa, and this can be done with a mala, with rosary beads, with prayers. It, it encourages us or her followers to have the name of God always on their lips. Pray always, she said. Invoke the divine unceasingly to be in communion, in union with your divine. And she said, just take one name for the divine. It could be God. It could be source. It could be Buddha. It could be Beloved, could be Abba, could be Mary, Holy Spirit. No, Spirit, it would have to be Spirit. She said one word. And you revoke that name repeatedly. You do it in your mind. If you have beads, you can do it on your beads. I know a person, and he's the one who told me about this practice. He has beads that he wraps around his wrist. And he's pretty hyperactive, so he calms down. And every day uses the beads, and his word is beloved. And that's what he prays constantly. And he said when he's not with, with beads or he's in a place where he can't do it out loud, he does it in his mind. And he said he has a rosary of the mind, prayer beads, mala of the mind. Just taking that relationship with his beloved, with his divine, by saying, beloved, beloved. Beloved, it's like a set point. It's like you, Danny, going to the, uh, the present moment. It is another way of getting into the present moment. So I just offer that to both of you and to our listeners today, that maybe you can do that in your own time. You know, think, what relationship with the divine would I like to invoke? You, do you want the divine mother? Because you could do Amma or Mary. Do you want guidance? You could do the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Do you want love? 
You could use the name love for the divine or grace. Use that for the divine. Just spend some time, not now, but whenever it resonates with you, and think of the one that you would like to bind more with in relationship. And then have a rosary of the mind as well. So that even when you're in silence, you could be saying it, Ama, 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 or Abba, Father, Abba, Abba, Abba. But just pick one and let that japa, whether it's silent or loud, become as natural as your breathing. So no matter what you're doing, you have the name of God in the forefront of your mind. And that's a practice that reinforces other practices, is what I see. So, I think I would like each of you, you can respond to that, you can respond to something someone else has said, or you can just share what that means to you to pray always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, Let's start again with you, Talita. Pray. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you for sharing that practice, Barbara Rose. Because just even listening to your instructions and your invitations, it's like bringing me into the heart of God. And when I'm sitting there, listening to what Danny had to share, listening to your invitation. It's like, how can I keep opening and flowering my heart in that state of union and prayer? And because this learning happened with this challenging patient of mine, it actually prepared me for a trip that I just came back from. I just came back from Chicago. I was visiting my mother because she's about to move back to Thailand. And she's been living in the United States for 55 years. And she's 84. Her health is starting to decline a bit. So I planned a trip to go and help clean up the house and sign all sorts of forms, you know, all these to-do lists, like opening up joint bank accounts and so on and so forth. So I had a little bit of an agenda. But when I got there, she had already cleaned up most of the, like, 40-plus years of stuff in the basement, which is astonishing in and of itself. Mm -hmm. We threw away all all the old stuff that I thought that she would be really attached to. And when it came time to deal with all the legal forms and papers and notaries, it went so smoothly. It was done in a matter of days. So all the stuff I thought, like Danny was saying, all the stuff I had to do, all the stuff that I was planning on with my will on completing all these tasks were just done. So that was the first miracle. And so then what happened, because most of that, most of those tasks were taken care of with a lot of ease, I just began to sit with her in the morning. The kids were still asleep and I have coffee with her. And I've spent so many years, so many years trying to understand or analyze, struggling to change her behavior, judge her behavior, (laughs) heal our relationship by doing various tools and things and processes, years on this. 
And our morning ritual just the past couple of weeks just consisted of me listening to her, just sitting and listening to her, being present with her, like Danny was sharing, with, with an open heart. And what started happening was she just started talking from more of her truth and her experience because she also had her guard down and she would sometimes share things about my dad who had passed five years ago and memories about when my kids were younger. Sometimes she would pull out photos of when they were babies and then she would tell me that she would make my favorite dessert and I could just take it in and listen. You know, I didn't have that impetus to harden around my heart or whatever she happened to be saying, just like that challenging patient taught me how to just be with the experience. So that eventually she started sharing about her past hurts. It became a little bit of a confession and she would tell me about judgments she had had against friends or how she had cut people off in her life and how she felt guilty about it. And I remember one morning she just placed her hand over her heart, just sharing with me some of her deeper secrets, some of the deeper things she might not have ever shared with anybody. And I just listened with this open heart. She she talked about how she was scared of moving back to Thailand to a place she had left 55 years ago, how she didn't want to die being incapacitated or unable to care for herself like all these things just came out and and she became really tender and I became really Mm -hmm. tender my my eyes just welled up as her eyes welled up and there was this divine communion that happened I could I could experience her without like the need to do anything about it I could be her innocence and her light and it broke me. I cried because it's all I ever really wanted yeah. was to witness her like that. Such a gift. It was a gift. And I can still feel it as I'm talking about it. Something was really restored reconciled and our relationship was set right what you had shared about my intention many months ago many years ago really Padre talks about it a lot of healing traditions talk about this setting our relationships right is such a gift yes you are a gift to this community Alita Both you and Danny are showing what happens when you open up, when you surrender, when you listen, when you don't go in with your own agenda in the forefront. Is there anything more that happened while you were there that you'd like to share? It's pretty profound. No, it was just, it was more than I ever expected, as is with most things when we say yes. Yes, yes, yes. And now the prayer is thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's living in gratitude. Yeah. Thank you so much. Danny, do you have any reflections or questions for Chalita? I'm just really sitting, I'm like basking in the with the space that you're holding in this, the healing in it. I just, I can, obviously there was so much that was given to you from this. And it's, it's hard to even come up with words. I get, it's, it's more of a feeling that's just come across in this whole call uh, with that story. It's just really, it's really deep. And something that, amazing how things can unfold and there can be conclusions that can be happened and healings that can happen. Surprises that we try so hard, so many, you, you, what I really noticed when you talked about, you tried all these different tools and different techniques. And, and to me, that, that coincides with trying to fix it yourself, trying to figure out how can I break her open. And then it was kind of like, as soon as you were just accepting of how things were and let go, like just unclenched your hands and just were acceptance of it and just showed up. Then all of a sudden everything shifted and it all came about and in such a beautiful way. Just a really good example. Really good example for everybody. I agree. Mm. So Danny, you have coined a word around prayer. God glee, G-L-E-E. Will you share that with us, please? And anything else you'd like to share on praying always? Yes, I. this is a word that kind of came about randomly in my talks, and now I'm, it's kind of a fond term of mine. Coming into the ways of spiritual path and talking with God, spent my whole life asking and talking and not feeling like I'm getting anything back or not believing completely in my younger years. And so for me, when I'm being in constant communion with God, and then when I get a sign or a message that he's communicating back to me, when I get that moment, that's God glee. I'm overwhelmed mm-hmm. with joy. It's like this little kid in me going, oh, my God, he just talked to me. He just talked to me. And it's, it's a, a space of joy. It's a space of safety. It's a space of being heard. And it's just, just knowing that he's there. It just it brings me back to being present every time. And there's just this thriving joy that I have around it. And when you start acknowledging it and tasting it and, and feeling it and experiencing it, you look for it more, and which is contagious in the greatest way because now you're looking at the world in open eyes of any messages, and it can come in so many ways. I mean, God is everything, everywhere, all the time. He can talk through a person. He can talk through an animal, a message, technology, I mean, it comes in any ways. Even when you, my, my fondest one is you look down, you could be in your thoughts, you look down at your phone and the, the, the clock says 111 or 123 or 1212. <laughs> and you're like, man, I haven't looked at my phone for a while and I look at it and these numbers are lining up right there. It catches you off guard. It makes you believe that you're not just a person, that, that you are a powerful being in this universe. 
it can be situations for me where I can be hustling and bustling and a, a, a bird will fly right in front of me, land and look at me. And I'm just like, it catches you <laughs> off guard because it's like, what's going on here? And it, it, it shakes you up from getting into the grind of the day. It's, it's God. And there's times where, and I encourage people to do this, you know, so let's say a bird lands in front of you and catches your eye. Well, what if you, my favorite thing is I'll grab my phone and I'll go to Google and I'll go, what's the spiritual meaning of this bird? And every bird's got a different meaning. And it's profound that nor, every time, without a doubt, that bird, I'll look up and the spiritual meaning is the exact words I needed to hear to kind of like reassurement. And, and that's, God can't just come down and just appear in front of me. I mean, maybe, but start talking to me. He's going to come in different forms. He's going to send messengers, but we have to be open to it. We've got to be curious and welcoming and looking that, you know, anything can be, anything can be God. And, and then to believe in ourselves that we are the children of God, that we are God and we are him and he is us. The most recent one the other day was I was driving to work and, starting to think and I'm like okay I want the flow to happen I'm setting intention and I thought of a customer I was like oh I I need to get a hold of this customer I haven't seen him in like three weeks I, I don't know what's going on and I literally in that moment glance out my window and there's the customer on the side of the road he's a mechanic fixing a truck and what are the odds of that I was like I started laughing because it was godly I was just like I thought of something something came across my mind a customer and there he is and, and there would be no reason of how, how many different people out there that that would be him. And then not three minutes down the road, I was like, okay, I've got to call this other customer. And I'm like, I'll text him. And I start texting. I hit send, and it was not going through. And a phone call comes in, and it's that exact customer calling me. And mm-hmm. it may seem silly or simple, but, I mean, for me, it's, it's a moment of goggly. It's, it's things of how the universe works. And like we ask God and we're, we're communing with him. We have abilities to, you know, it's, we're not just in the physical body. And so for me, it's going through the day, looking for the little miracles, going through the day as we pray with God. It's not just praying formally in the words or closing our eyes, but, Praying and talking with God can happen in so many ways through the day. And he's everywhere. We just have to look for it. And I trust me, when you start looking for it out of curiosity and with an open mind of anything's possible, when you find those little moments, you will experience God glee. And it will definitely bring a smile to your face. It will bring you joy. Yeah. And, and it, it, comes, it, just, it comes in so many ways. That's all I can say. I'm right there with you, Danny. I'm smiling with you. It's like all I have to do is have my eyes open, and it's all day long, all day long. That's why I like the prayers that Catherine prayed, seeing the nature, the mystics seeing God in nature, because God is in all. God is all. God is all. Oh, such beautiful. Anything else with the prayer? I know you are doing a different kind of meditation now since you've been doing the the Vipassana meditations. Is there anything else about prayer that you would like to share? Praying always? That is a very broad question. (laughs) 
I know, but I, I, I see there's one more light shining on you. I know. I know you're right. I'm, I, gotta, I have to let go, let it come in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of my favorite prayers that I do every morning and do it for a long time is we always refer to Jesus calling. Mm-hmm. And a big way for me to say I don't have control, that I want to be guided, and, and just to start my day with surrender is, you know, I clear my space and I get still and I, I think of a question in my mind or just or a desire of guidance, and I just ask for a page number. And I learn to trust without thinking or changing the mind that the first number comes to my mind and I will flip to that page number in Jesus call mm-hmm. and that's when the juices flow that's when you know that that page those words are God answering my prayers telling me mm-hmm. exactly what I need to hear in that moment and to start the day with that and being reminded it's just been a really strong suit and even throughout the day if you're having a hard day I even have Jesus Calling on audio, not audio, but in my iBooks on my phone. So I can, on the fly, without Jesus Calling, just think of a number. It's just a way of getting back and recentering, getting back and recentering. Because there's so many times, it's every every day. I don't know what I'm talking about. And this happens, I'm assuming, with a lot of people. But you start the day strong. We all have morning practices. We have our meditation. We have our prayers, whatever works. And we have this strong communion, the strong connection in the morning. But then as we go through the day, we get kind of carried away. And I, I always laugh because this is exactly actually how my awesome meditations go because the whole point is about being present and your mind can wander like a wild elephant. We have to train it, come back and be present. And so we can forget and a couple hours could go by and you go, oh my gosh, I'm in reaction. I, I've lost communication with God, I'm, I'm stuck in the day, I'm stuck in the doing, I'm stuck in the stress and the worries and the things that happen. And so, cool, that's okay. You just became aware of it. So now our practice is to come back. We're not defeated, to come back, come back yes. into prayer, come back into that reset. Mm-hmm. That reset is so yeah. important. And, and to be gracious with ourselves, with love and compassion, yeah. that it's okay. We're going to do that. But as you practice it, you're going to get quicker and quicker. And of your word, God glee. There's a monk who, Dom Marmion, who said, joy is the echo of God's life in us. And that's what you have shown us today, the echo of God's life in you, the God glee. That is the joy. And Shalita, the same I can say for you. You are a blessing. You are both blessings to our community. And I want to thank you for trusting all of us with what's deepest inside you because talking about the divine as our beloved is not easy, but it does inspire us all. So thank you. And we'd like to have a closing prayer from each of you. And I would like to begin with Many of you may know, but this afternoon, just before we got on to the call, Bishop Bob Bearden's brother died, Timmy. He was ready. Bob is with him, and he was ready. He made the choice. He was ready to go. So we would like to pray for him, 
for Bob, for the family, for the transition for Timmy, and for the whole family supporting them in Reno. Begin with that prayer just in silence. Chalita, would you follow with your prayer, please? Holy Spirit, draw us closer into the heart of God. Set right our relationships with our parents. Bless them, Lord, and change us. Set right our relationships with our spouses. Bless them, Lord, and change us. Set right our relationships with our children. Bless them, Lord, and change us. Set right our relationships with all our brothers and sisters. Bless them, Lord, and change us. And as you change us, Lord, help us see ourselves as your beloved children, shining the light of your supreme love. May everyone listening to this call marvel at a life intertwined with your presence. Help us devote ourselves to you that we may freely love each other even more. May we know that in each and every moment you create the opportunity for us to shine through you, for you, and because of you, we can. Amen. Amen. Danny? God, help me trust you with my decisions and future. Let me lean on you with all my heart instead of relying on my own imperfect understanding. Give me clear guidance in my life. I ask for you to help to direct my path. Give me confidence that your direction is always the best way to go. Your word says that you will always guide me. You do not leave me wandering through life, but you are with me during every moment of every day. You will satisfy my needs when I feel frustrated you will strengthen me when, I, when life makes me weary. Help me to follow your ways as you lead me into a life of fruitfulness and joy. May I be like the well-watered garden which thrives because the roots are firmly planted in your love. Lord, I ask you to bless all that are willing to receive these messages today. That they go into their days looking to be with you, Lord. That, you see, that they see your cleverly laid messages and find their own godly and joy as they embark on a path created and led by you. That your compassion, your love, your unrelenting presence with us gives us healing and the knowing that you are there. That unforeseen situations, unexpected events, or things that may not go our way we realize that that is your way 
that everything has a reason. You know what is happening. And it's with all of your love and support for us as you take us along the path that you've laid for us. Forever in your gratitude and love. Amen. Amen. Beloved Holy One, teach us to know ourselves as one in you. We pray for all those on this call tonight and for all who will listen to the recording in the future. Thank you for being a God who heals. We call upon you now to heal us. Heal our sick or broken bodies and return us to our original blueprint of perfect health. Heal our broken minds and give us the divine Christ mind. Heal our broken hearts and teach us compassionate, open-heartedness for all, including ourselves. Heal our broken relationships and show us how we are all one in you. Thank you for meeting us in the stillness of our souls. Thank you for communing with us in the depths of our beings. Thank you for wrapping yourself all around us like a cocoon of light. Thank you for filling us with your peace that surpasses all understanding. Thank you for promising to be with us always, no matter what. We choose to live in constant communion with you in your loving presence all the days of our lives. Help us to find you in every moment of every day. Our lives are intimately interwoven with you, with one another, with all creation, with your life force, your Holy Spirit in all. We ask all this, convinced that what we ask for, we will receive. We already have received. What we seek, we will find. We have already found. And when we knock, your door will always be opened. Thank you. Amen. And a final thank you to Danny, to Lita, Catherine, Craig, and Pat, and Mary Kay, all of whom were behind the scenes or in front of the scenes. And thank you all for joining us. May you be blessed more and more with an understanding of how you personally can live in communion with the sacred, in union with the divine, in all that is. Many blessings. Amen. Amen.